this is Brian Pax, Gus from Return of the Living Dead, and you're listening to the Midwest Monsters Podcast. I'm excited. I'm sorry. I picked this topic. I love this movie. That's a scary movie. It's a scary movie. And it still affects me just the same. I cannot put that on. I gotta tell you, something about this movie worked for me. I was like, it rocked. So, I mean, that's kind of, that's debatable. But, I mean, it's a great movie. That, you know, it's my right as a viewer, as somebody who spends my money and time to go watch these films, to have my opinions and be disappointed. But that's what I love about about this group doing this podcast right now is that on so many pages <laughs> we're like right there with each other. But then I mean it, it's it's almost inevitable that uh, you know half the time we're going to go you're out of your mind. You are out of your mind. I'm sorry, but that's <laughs> Welcome to the Midwest Monster Podcast. And now, here are your hosts. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to an exciting episode of the Midwest Monsters Podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Grizzly Abner, and I'm joined by my dudes. Matt Chan! Professor Wagstaff. And we have a very special guest for you this evening. Coming back uh, previously from the Phantasm episode, and maybe one other. Was there another? Was there another? I can't remember. We're getting old. We are getting old. Well, definitely old. You need to speak louder. You may remember from the Phantasm episode our good friend Rybones. Rybones, say hello to the listeners out there. Hey, what's going on, everybody? You may know Rybones from the 80s tribute band Lipstick or the 90s tribute band Attitude. No. Parental Advisory. Parental Advisory. Don't worry. Attitude Era. Don't worry. I forget the name, too. (laughs) They do. They're badass, man. Nice. Nice. They really are. And uh, formerly of Pets That Rock. Yeah, yeah. But he still helps orphan pets get homes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but we're not going to sit and push that all night like and, I did uh, last time. And, and don't forget local foosball legend. That's I true. Just, I just <laughs> that up. So. Foosball's not for the devil. That's the old <laughs> savage. I was robbed. Right on. All right. So tonight, um, we're going with the franchise. I got a question. Do you want to play a game, Robert? Unfortunately not. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we don't have a choice. Well, <laughs> ain't nobody uh, got time for that. Yeah, ain't nobody got time for no games and stuff. So, uh, as you may have guessed from our poor attempt at humor, uh, we are going over the Saw franchise this evening, uh, requested by lots of people. And so we just thought we'd give it a shot, and we did our best. So, um, I want to start with some opening impressions. Uh, not as in, like, Danny Glover impressions, or but... Uh, what did you guys uh, tell me what you thought about the, the franchise overall? I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not Danny Glover. Um, when I first saw Saw, for the first, uh, yeah, yeah, when I first saw the movie Saw, Saw um, I thought it was unlike anything I'd seen in a long time. I thought it was really fresh. And um, I just want to point out, anybody that says that they called that ending is a fucking liar. I agree. Yeah, yeah, no, seriously, because totally. that was just so yeah. out there. And it was, I mean, it, it was so fresh at the time. At that time when I saw it, it was like 2000, circa 2004. Yeah, about that. So, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, Rybones, opening impressions of the the whole series. Um, I I'll ha- I have a story about the first one. And I'll go into it because uh, regarding the ending. Okay. Uh, why it blew my mind in two different ways. But as as the series went on, it lost a lot of steam. Um, 
pro- like progressively from one to essentially seven, they just kind of got weaker and weaker as it went on. They hit a home run on the first one, and by the last one, it was like a bunt. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You wrote that joke. You wrote that. That's I on did, a napkin. I did not. I did. just saw him get a crib note out of it. <laughs> did it sound or hurt? You wrote No, that. I really just made it up. I just really just made it up. I'm not that clever. It just has to come to me. I can't write this stuff down. It's got to come to me or not. I don't know. Uh, Professor Wagstaff. Um, let me just say this. They did their job. Uh, that's what I'll leave it at. Like, um, it's been a while since younger people had a, uh, a horror movie that they could go see once a year. It was coming out right around October. Mm-hmm. And whether you like them or not, um, they really tried to put some high concepts at times into movies that they could have just cashed in on. Now, with that said, I don't love them. Um, but for, for what their goal was, I feel like they achieved it. Just popcorn movies. Right on. Gotcha. Um, I'll probably echo the sentiment of a lot of people. Of uh, I saw the first one, and that was the only one I saw up until a month ago. And that, oh, really? I, oh, I just haven't seen a single. Wow. I just I just wanted to leave it at that. And honestly, I could see myself owning just the first one. Yeah. I could see yeah. myself doing that. Uh, I bought the box set. I will be giving that to my girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> because I don't need that on my shelf. Uh, <laughs> Matt Chan's like, why you didn't bring it here to me? I got it, dog. I got it. All right, look. I just wanted the damn alien. <laughs> but no, I, I, I think the first one's great. And we'll talk about the first one here in a minute with yeah. the first one. And uh, yeah, but the rest of the series was really hard to make myself watch. And I, I was lucky that I was in a mood that it wasn't like work. I was like, you know what? I'm just go sit down and crank these out. And I watched like two a night for a week. Uh, but I really held off on the seventh one because I was really worn down. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, Did no, you find no. yourself uninterested? Very. By the time it got to that point. Yeah, I was yeah. playing on my phone well, a lot. And before yeah. we dig into the first one, let me just ask you this. Did you guys, anybody, watch these regularly as they came out? Yeah, mm-hmm. I did. No, okay, because that's not. where where my perspective is a little different and where maybe a movie isn't quite as bothersome if you haven't watched the last one for a year. It was just something I just watched when it came out. It was just okay. easy entertainment. And so it's it's kind of a whole different perspective when you watch these marathon style right it really starts to you know be kind of taxing at times whereas if you just pop these in and watch 90 minutes it's pretty easy entertainment once a year so i was just curious he said just the first one but i didn't see i'd I'd done one and two i did one and two i got two when it came out on dvd and then that was the last time i watched a song movie okay so i remember Um, going to the theaters and seeing some of them yeah it's like what you were fun t- in the theater. Exactly what you were talking about is like you have something to look forward to every October. Like, mm-hmm. and even though by the time you got to like five and six, you're like, ah, all right, it's kind of a thing I do this year. You know, what I mean? like I do mm-hmm. it every year. Like, you know, right, right. Yeah, it was it was cool because that hadn't existed in a long time. Right. And that's you know? what I liked about it is yeah. that they just kept coming back to it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess one just last thing I want to say about the overall series before we launch into them. Did it seem like to you in later installments that they just kept making up more backstory yes. in order to make oh, there it was all a lot fit? Of reaching. There were a lot of reaching. To they fit were, the narrative. Exactly. Yeah. They were like, oh, we got greenlit for another one. Let's yeah. tie it together. This guy used to be this buddy's lawyer, and he did bad things, too. And, like, and you know. really, the only problem I had with those twists, and we'll go into them specifically, yeah. but I'll just leave it at this, is how small a time frame they existed. Within. Right. Yes. It'd be much more interesting if some of this stuff spanned a longer period of time, but we're like, oh, 
All of this was six hours before all that I knew. Right, and right. I didn't. I don't know. That yeah. seemed kind of contrived. At times. Yeah, exactly. And it and it actually got confusing at times yeah. too. The time yeah, it really, really is. I, I've I've made that in my notes. Definitely, yeah. we'll get we'll come across that. Okay. Well, let's start with the first one here, Mad Chan. If you could lay some uh, hard facts on us for this one. All right. So Saul, the original, came out in two thousand four, directed by none other than James Wan. Yeah. And written by Lee Wanell. And uh, as we all know, Lee Wanell is the guy who actually plays Adam Faulkner, uh, Stan Height, I think it is. Uh, he play, He's the other guy other than the Princess Bride in the room. <laughs> the Bride. Okay. But we got our main players. Our doc, Dr. Lawrence Gordon was Carrie Elwes. And then we had Lee Wanell who played Adam. And then Danny Glover played Detective David Tapp. Uh, Dinah Meyer, Mayer, she keeps coming back. Sure. She plays Carrie. Um, Shawnee Smith, who I didn't realize that was her until much later, uh, played Amanda, and then we got Tobin Bell as Jigsaw. Okay. Uh, so the first movie, um, <coughs> I think we, I mean, we, we, we stroked this up pretty good in our intro. I mean, it was, it was unlike a lot of other things when it came out. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I don't want to, I I always hesitate to say, oh, it was the first of its kind or it was so original because there's somebody out there going, yeah, well, actually, uh, you know, in this <laughs> underground indie flick that uh, you didn't bother to watch, uh, they already did that. <laughs> so, but I mean, as far as like, you know, wide studio screen release, it was pretty innovative, you right. know, and uh, gory. Yeah. As over the top as later installments, not by a long shot. Uh, and a story well told with the, uh, couple of good twist endings a couple very low budget yeah the budget on this was like nothing you know and it, it spawned it's everything if you're making a low budget film you want it to be like a blockbuster mm-hmm. like you know it turns into like seven movies you know right um like i said a few minutes ago i didn't realize that shawnee smith played amanda i really like shawnee smith uh that was really cool um one of the things that i didn't realize i didn't catch i guess upon my first viewing was um jigsaw laying in the bed in the hospital bed. Yeah. I caught Zep because I thought Zep was integral. And then you, what you do think Zep is integral and later yeah. on in the film. But I didn't catch him laying in the bed like that. No. So I thought that was neat again watching it because I know who Tobin Bell is. I was like, ha there he is. What's the name of the guy who plays Zep? Uh, Michael Emerson. Because every time I see him, I'm taken immediately to the island. And I think he's Benjamin Linus from Lost. <laughs> so I'm like, oh man, he's trying to get him back yeah. to the island. <laughs> Okay. Oh, the new one could be Saw on an island. <laughs> <laughs> and they got to keep putting a code in a computer <laughs> not to get tortured. There's a big black monster. Yeah, that's right. Whatever. And Screw polar bears. Lost. Oh, dude, the Billy doll, I thought was is legit creepy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, thing, it, that thing still kind of freaks me out. Yeah. I like the Billy doll. I like that Jigsaw has a mascot. You know I mean? <laughs> like He has this little mascot that kind of... You know, you know when that doll's around, or you see him, you're 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 about to get hosed. You know what I mean? You Which, know what, something bad's about to happen. In the second or third installment, we find out that was something that he he made for his son. Mm-hmm. That something like that. Yeah. 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 Billy. yeah, Billy, Billy, Billy. Um, so, can I just say that Carrie Elwes is terrible in this? He's terrible in almost everything. That's true. That's true. Yeah, he and Nicolas Cage have made careers <laughs> out of their their niche. How dare you, sir? Carrie Elwes is one of the finest actors ever. Did you not see The Princess Bride? I can literally see your tongue in your cheek. No, no, no. <laughs> Did you not see the little movie? What was that movie? 
Days but, of Thunder. No, the one with Russ one with Wheeler. Alicia, no, the what, one with Alicia Silverstone. The Crush. Did you not see The Crush oh, with Alicia Silverstone? Oh man, we're watching The Crush, folks. Mark it on your calendar. <laughs> but anyway, no, I mean, yes, I agree. He is a terrible actor. <laughs> no, he's not a terrible actor, but I agree that it, he didn't do a good job in this. I wrote that down. He's hammy. That's why he's he was great in Princess scale. Bride. Yeah, yeah <laughs> and that's Robin Hood. Mm -hmm. He is a a goofy actor. Mm -hmm. I give you that. Yeah, I like the one thing I liked about this movie is it plays to a lot of different sympathies. It kind of gets you off right off the bat. The uh, father daughter thing with him and his kid, um, the drug abuse angle with the Amanda character. They're they're automatically trying to play on sympathies, which is leads you into later movies. They're like, oh, okay, we want you to sympathize with either the victim or the person playing the game in one way or the other. So I, I kind of like that because they set a precedence right here. They could touch home with a lot of people. Oh. Um. Oh, and I want to point out that the two guys are way too calm for the fucking situation. <laughs> well, like chained to a pipe. What but, are you gonna do? Yeah. No, but for more than. But that's the thing. You'd still be trying to get your figure a way out. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, at no point are you just gonna kick back for. Oh, okay. Well, in six hours, one of us has to die. Let's just sit here and fucking talk for five hours and be cool. And then in the last 15 minutes, decide who's going to die. Well, I think the, the first saw breaking kind of kind of calmed him down. It's like, well, shit, we better better slow down uh, and not use this other one up just yet. Well, the one thing that kind of got me is that they saw, they tried to saw through the chains. Uh, he eventually saw through his foot. They never tried to saw through the pipes. Or just the latch that's holding the chain there. So that was kind of one thing that I always wondered. It's like, could they have taken a different approach? Um, I like how they tried to get clever and do the poison cigarette. Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. And he plays dead. And then that's one of my favorite sh shocks, literally. <laughs> that's shocking. I, I just love when he shocks the shit out of him. And I was like, oh, I forgot about that from the first time I watched it. And I just, I was like, that was brilliant. That and you got to put out there that this is a well-written movie, too. Mm -hmm. Like they're play, yeah. Like the way, the, the way it is, yeah. All I had the angles down on my notes. Yeah. It was like a stage show. Yeah, all the angles are completely covered. Everything's thought of. It's well thought out in advance. It's almost like the when you see the staging later on, it's almost like they really did something like that. What are the possibilities? And so we can go ahead and cover them now. Yeah. So I thought that was really awesome. Um, I do think Carrie Elvis was a shitty dad for not finding the man in his <laughs> daughter's room. She goes in there is like, there's a man in my room. There is a fucking man in her room, but he didn't find him. He didn't yeah. even look. That's uh, a shitty dad. One of the creepiest parts of the whole film for me is uh, when he's crawling through the uh, the parking garage with that pig mask on. Yeah. There was just a very creepy element about yes. that. I loved that scene. That was pretty cool. All right. <laughs> well, oh, man, saw got... one. <laughs> All right, fucking go ahead, buddy. Right. Right, Bones. What'd you think Bones. of what'd you think in general? Just uh, the first one. Uh, can I talk about the ending? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah we, we so do here's, spoilers. Here's my thing at the beginning. Spoiler. Yes, yeah, spoiler. It's a Korean film. <laughs> Eleven years later, um, at the beginning of the movie, they they show the room. Uh, they pan the room. That you see one guy in one corner, one guy in another corner, and you see this body in the in the middle with a gun in his hand. You know, he's obviously killed himself, died somehow. And I swear, when I saw the the film, they did an aerial shot of that body that ends up being Jigsaw. And I thought he had no head. Mm. So it looked like, to me, I'm thinking the whole time 
I watched this movie, I'm like, there's a dude who blew his head off. Like, he has no head. Like, it's gone. And then he gets up at the end. So, A, I'm, I'm like, freaking out because I'm like, oh, my God, that's the killer. B, holy shit, he's got a head. Because I, <laughs> I thought it was gone. Yeah. I was just as shocked to find out he had a head as it was that he was the killer. <laughs> that so it blew my mind in, in two respects. Now when I when I went back and watched it in subsequent years, I, I see it and I'm like, okay, I see his head now. But it just looked like a big mass yeah, of red kind of blood. A misdirect and, yeah. By, yeah. The, by the way, they. they oh, so I wonder if that was it. intentional or if I'm just stupid. No, no I think it was intentional. Well, and, he, and he had that bloody prosthetic on his head too. Yeah, it, it looks, looks like, like right, gooey yeah. brain. Yeah. yeah. So I was actually kind of surprised to find out that that was a human, you know, intact. Ish, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Man, I love the shotgun trip wire. I thought the reveal at the end, where we find out that they know that he's been taking pictures of the doctor. I mean, I thought all that was really good. And then I love the fact that Larry, the doctor, he gets to the point of cutting his foot off to save his family. Yeah, and he does it. Like he legit goes for it. And I thought that was a really good. I thought that was really cool. It's like that's it. He's doing it. Because he doesn't know that they're fine. The phone's right out of his reach. And at that point, it's like, well, what are you going to do? You're going to do exactly what he wanted you to do. And I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I love the open to the film. I love how disorienting the, the whole situation is. Right. And I think the key to this film's success is its pacing. The The twists are placed just in the right spots. Um, you never feel worn out from it. It's like they give you enough time in between each thing as you learn it to kind of catch your breath. Um, it, it, just from start to finish, though, I, I love the storytelling in it. I think that's really what makes it so great is that it's it's layered just perfectly. Um, and it never feels like it's trying to go, you know, too overboard with what they're trying to accomplish with the film. And the fact that you can get into, whether you want to call it torture porn or slasher style or anything like that, the fact that it's got you know, some morals put into it and, mm -hmm. and social commentary. I don't think we're going to come across too many franchise franchises like this ever again. Yeah. And the fact that it never feels so heavily forced, it's kind of just there, I think is another strong suit to the franchise. Um, but, you know, I have, I have fun. I remember having fun in the theater to this first one. Like it was a, it was a good time. The crowd interaction made it a neat experience. And I mean, I, I couldn't agree more on that pig mask. That the way they do that stuff, like uh, isn't it the other guy? He's in his apartment using the flash. Yeah, that's. Mm -hmm. a, that, I mean, there's some really legitimately pretty scary scenes in that movie. Yeah, I mean, for for kind of what it may have become due to all the sequels. I mean, when you go back and watch that first one, you know that's kind of an instant classic. I, in, in in terms of the genre, mm -hmm. like yeah. I think that it's something that if people can get past joking around at how many sequels there were if you go back and watch that first film it's good mm -hmm. um but i had i had a blast with it um i i i really the the only painful parts in terms of acting was uh carrie always crying and screaming yeah there was moments when he yeah. was really good with it and then would just drop the ball um and then at the same time while i liked the poison cigarette his reaction was almost too, too ridiculous like where he was trying to be funny he looked like the kid uh, the kid on role models yeah uh, the little black kid when he gets killed and the, yeah. the larping <laughs> yeah and, and it's like I, i'm all for a, a well-placed joke and, and and the comic relief in a movie but with 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 that when you really stop and think about it it's like this might be their only chance 
this dude would not be cracking jokes. He would be trying to sell it better than that. That was really my only, like, during the whole time of watching the movie back then, and then for this podcast, this go-around, I was like, that's ridiculous. I mean, like, I know you, you need to suspend some disbelief, and I, I like the idea and the after effect of it, but the jerking around, right. it's like, homie, you, you're probably getting ready to die. This might be Legit, your only yeah. chance at doing something. Yeah, and he's a doctor. Here. He should know what the, what it potentially would look like if that were to happen. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, sell it, man. The only other thing I was going to say, and it goes back to the such a strong beginning of the film, I love the the kind of traditional style of learning about Jigsaw as a serial killer and the other things that have happened because you get treated to like this smorgasbord of the things he's done because yeah. they're just pumping him out back to back to back and before we've had any real interaction with him or our main characters he's already big time oh yeah they've already built him up and they did it very quickly and with the exception of one or two movies in this franchise they're all pretty slick they don't, oh, yeah, they don't yeah. drag things on with a bunch of fat on the film. Right. I think this is one of the longer ones, and even still, every minute is used pretty wisely. Oh yeah, but I, I yeah I love the first one. Oh, the first one's amazing. Yeah. So I, I meant to bring this up in the intro, and and you touched on it. Are these supposed to be today's moral tales? You know, when we when we saw, you know, we always Friday the Thirteenth. You know, the kids who had sex or drank or did drugs—they right. were the ones getting killed. Well, now these are the moral tales because, and I feel like too that was kind of a cop out for like, we're like, oh, it's torture porn, but no, they're bad people. It's okay, you know what well, I mean? I, I think the first movie, I think Darren, I think uh, James Wan's movie, and then all of Darren, Darren Lynn Bousman's films. Yeah, I think those are moral tales. Yeah, I think the writing duo, and I'm not gonna say anything bad about them because they've done other films that well we didn't like the collectors, but <laughs> when they take over the writing, it kind of becomes less about the moral tale and more about certain characters and killing people. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think the first set of these really legitimately were supposed to be our moral tales. Yeah. Is, our, is our receptionist going to get that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't remember which one it is because they all run together, but it, it is yeah. definitely one of the later ones where we deal with insurance um, yeah, you know, and and that. Yeah, so, I mean, there's sick. there's still some some applicable I, I sales on how saying. you treat yeah, people we'll, too. We'll yeah, I got you. They go to the medical crisis of like '09. They're like, we need reform. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, uh, draw one to a close. Yeah, one's a close. All right. Bring it into number two, Mad Chan. Saw two, two thousand five. Director Darren Lynn Bowsman. Writers Lee Wanell comes back. And he wrote this one with Darren Lynn Bowser. Um, we get some new characters in this one. Of course, we got Tobin Bell reprising as Jigsaw. Um, we have Shawnee Smith reprising as Amanda Young. Uh, we get Donnie Wahlberg, my favorite my favorite addition to the series, comes in as Eric Matthews. And every time I hear that name, I chuckle I a little bit. Just he's Eric Matthews. Little boy meets world. Um, we get a little Beverly Mitchell, little Seventh Heaven thrown in there. And uh, Frankie G joins us as Xavier Chavez. And a little side note, the Xavier Chavez role was initially offered up to none other than, um, oh, what's his name? Tattooed Henry Rollins, man. Huh. And Henry Rollins, because of schedule conflicts, had to turn it down, so Frankie G got in there. Okay. Well, we start this film, and Donnie Wahlberg is a bad cop, bad father <laughs> combo sort of thing going on. And uh, his kid gets taken. And they catch 
He gets taken. He doesn't and he has a special it. set of skills. <laughs> Donnie Wahlberg is like, I know how to sing and dance at the same time. I have four guys that will help me bring I'll do the down. Charleston while I talk awful to you. <laughs> but then they, they, they like catch Jigsaw and you know he's this is where they start playing up the Diana Cancer. But yeah. they find out he's like, Oh, you can't kill me. I'm the boogeyman. Because I've got traps and stuff set. <laughs> well, the, the <laughs> traps I'm riddled really... with cancer. I have a power drill and I make stuff. You know? <laughs> the, the, <laughs> now, we dive more into the Jigsaw character. And I thought that was awesome. But the traps really got established in part one with the shotgun. Yeah. That right. was amazing. I like that. But my first note on this is how did the cops know that this place, not know this place is going to be booby trapped? They've stormed Jigsaw before, and every time they lose about six to eight people to fucking booby traps. And then they come in, and that's the first thing that happens. That's right. The, when that dude's legs get knocked out from under him and his shins mm-hmm. go backwards. Oh, man, I was legit going, ah, metal, dude. I loved it. <laughs> what? Is that all we got for part two? No, dude. I got so <laughs> much, No, part man. two, yeah, yeah, there's a lot. Now, the important thing is there's only, I can readily think of, I think there's only two returning cast members, which is Tobin Bell and Shawnee Smith. Right. Um Shawnee, Shawnee in the first film, so she's the only survivor to the the jigsaw traps, and now she's back in the second one. And she, you know, they start the film off essentially with, um, uh, you know, with them waking up in this room, and yeah. she's part of the part of the people playing a game again. And she's like, "I made it out the first time. And, I'm back you know, in the game." Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of wild. I thought that was kind of cool. Like, okay, at least we have one new character or or one returning that you know, has played a game before or can help the continuity of what's going to happen. And see, that's kind of the sucky thing, because after you've watched this one time through, you already, spoiler, you already know (laughs) about Amanda and that whole situation. Uh, So that kind of takes you out of it a little bit. But if you've you've seen Saw 2 once, but if for those of you who haven't, like it, I mean, it takes a good long time because you're just like, damn, what does she do to get back in this? And then they give you a second storyline. So she was a, before she was a drug addict, and now she's trying to cut herself. I mean, it was it's kind of weird the way they go back into that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, because that's the thing. Like Jigsaw, you know, like it was supposed to be like, well, she got her life together after that, you know, after the first time around. And so, uh, why is she back in? You know, did she not care this time? Is Jigsaw mad at her again? You know, so what's the deal? My favorite thing is in this movie is. All he has to do is sit there and talk to her. Yeah. Sit here and talk to me, and you'll find your son in a safe place Mm -hmm. and secure state. No, I'm not going to sit here and talk to you. (laughs) That's that's (sighs) the one thing you learn about Jigsaw. When he says something, shut the fuck up and just listen to him. You go, okay, hold on. Because the safe was sitting right there beside beside Jigsaw. You'll find your son in a safe and in a secure state. Is that what he, he says? Say I thought he yes. said No, place. no. He says you'll find your son in a safe and in a secure state. So he even separates the mm-hmm. two from from the phrase that you would think that you yeah. heard, which you think you hear that. Which, phrase. and I don't expect viewers to be able to pick up a lot of that, but you would think a room full of cops would be like, now this dude keeps <laughs> exactly. taking people and he's got shit hidden everywhere. All kinds of random places. Look at that big safe that I'm leaning on right now. This big comic book. What's in the box? Maybe we ought to to take a look in this somehow. I'm with you, bro. All right, because by the end, they find out that they're just watching a video, right? Mm -hmm. They're not watching a live video. Yeah. 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 So I think it's a pretty interesting vehicle for the overall movie, having 
a group of people that this cop ha- is responsible for putting into the situations they've been in. Right. So you've got this group of people that hate this man in the house with the son. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like from a standpoint of what he's viewing and what the viewers viewing until we start, you know, having some of the twists later on, it's really a pretty, pretty cool little basic plot to go along with it. Cause you're just wondering like, are they going to put this together and rip this kid apart? See, and that's the cool thing of, I mean, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. You had to find out why all these people were in this house. Why are we all here? What's the common thread? And the thing that kills me is that guy, he sits there and tells everybody, um, hey, here's a plan. Let's do what the tape tells us to do. And nobody listens to him. Yeah. And, and Amanda, the Amanda character is like, y'all might want to listen to him. Yeah. He's, he's telling you, you got to play the game right. And he's just like, and everybody's like, no, we're going to run over here. And the big guy's running around doing his own thing. And legit, he's just like, let's just do what they tell us to, and we maybe we can get out of this alive. Right. I, th- I thought that was, I mean, they flat out lay the, lay everything out for you in these movies. All these movies are their their hindsight movies. You get to the end and you're like, shit, that's why, that's why, that's why. You pick everything out as soon as it's over. But if you sit and listen, you can go through these movies and go, ha ha, because there's exact things laid out for you. Yeah. Yeah, I really like the second one too. Man. It had a lot of good traps in it too. The second one is needles, cool. the needle pit. Everyone, well. that's the one. That's the one everyone oh, will remember. Man. Pretty yeah. much from all the movies, everyone will always remember the needle pit. Yeah, because Homeboy picks her up and throws her in there, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. When he did that, I was I said out loud, I said oh shit out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really like that the movie digs more into his philosophy, yeah. and and we really get to know more where he's coming from and why he's doing the things he's doing, explaining that, you know, like the puzzle piece off of them means they're missing something in life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and it's kind of funny how the media flips it around and oh. kind of makes him like a Buffalo bill that he's putting together this skin puzzle. Oh, yeah. But in reality, <laughs> he has a purpose with a deeper meaning to it. And I, I really enjoy some of that interaction that in a, in a lot of ways is ripping off seven and the Brad Pitt, type character right basically sitting there mocking the the very even keeled you know higher holier than now explanation of his way of seeing everything so there's some interesting dynamics and you know a good script will pull from things that were good that's only inevitable but yeah i i did like getting to hear the one-on-one between them and then him further explaining you know on a deeper level where some of that's coming from when again it would have been easier just to have you know, all the traps and heads exploding and backs being ripped apart without any exploration of anything. And the thing still would have made money. So it's pretty cool that, you know, we kind of get more into his genesis on all that. Yeah. I think they were still trying. Yep. Yeah. I love the fact that, uh, Donnie Wahlberg's character became exactly what Jigsaw knew he would. Yeah. Cause he'd studied him for so long that when he flipped out there at the end, he knew he was going to do it from the beginning. Yeah. And I really enjoyed the last house on the left joke. Mm-hmm. That was, I mean, that's it's so subtle and it's right in there. Jigsaw's in the car with with uh, Donnie Wahlberg and they're pulling up. He's like, "Where? Which one is it?" And he goes, "It's right over there. It's the last house on the left." Oh. I, I mean, something small and subtle, but it's just like, oh, hey, the van man. at the end. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah, "Hey, yeah. man, I got you." Yeah. Um, why the hell would the guy cut the back of his neck off instead of just trying numbers one through nine? <laughs> that just that I always kind of chuckled at that. Yeah. She's like, "If I'm not, I'm not alive to give you the last number." 
How are you going to know what your number is? And the dude just cuts his neck off. Instead of just being like, one, two. I mean, I thought that was kind of funny. At this point, though, you really don't want to do trial and error. You're watching people. (laughs) I understand, but like. like That dude got shot looking through a door. I'm not trying this number more than once. Right. It's going to be a bazooka. Yeah, that is funny. It's like, it's like maybe you really don't need to do that just yet. Uh, the throwback to the first movie was cool at the end. That mm-hmm. was part two. I really liked that, how you got to see how everything was set up. And yeah. I, I, I like that, because I like the behind-the-scenes kind of stuff. Yeah. And that was almost like taking an inside look, mm-hmm. a behind-the-scenes behind the look at it. Yeah. So that was real cool for me. And um, another thing I thought, the twist ending, the twist at the end was a real good one, because this wasn't originally written as a Saw movie. Really? Yeah, like Darren Lynn Bowsman had this idea and brought this idea... In and tried to sell it as a different movie, and then they crafted it. That's why they brought in uh, Wanell. Wanell helped him craft it into a sequel to Saw. It was so similar in taste that uh, Wan- they brought Wanell in to help him craft it into a sequel to Saw, and that's kind of part of his directing job. So, I mean, he had a real cool story otherwise about the people being trapped in the house. Yeah. I mean, I'm I thought that was awesome. They were still trying to get. And they couldn't physically cash the checks fast enough for all that Saul <laughs> One had made. They're like, "Yeah, that's a cool idea, but it's going to be called Saul Two, right?" I'm sure. I'm sure. But yeah, that's, I can't remember this. Um, what did uh, Wahlberg do wrong? Oh, he's, he's just a dirty cop. Yeah, he was a he like I don't know if he had directly affected Jigsaw or if, if Jigsaw had just hung out at the police station looking for who he deemed was a dirty cop. I couldn't remember. Like, just now, I can't remember I what can't. he I didn't did. Write down I think it had something did. to do with Shawnee Smith's character being arrested by him, Maybe right? But yeah, he, uh, he, framed all, he framed all those people that were in the right. house. Yeah. And she was actually one of them, which we find out later, but she was one of them. Yeah. Well, That's the only reason I ask is grudge. just a personal, like, hang-up. Because yeah. I was sitting here thinking, like, you can... They, they show you how he's affected, like, the people have affected Jigsaw. And why they're there throughout these movies, but I started thinking about him. I was like, I don't remember what he did. So, nonetheless, okay, yeah. So you get the you find out that you know Shawnee Smith was a plant, uh, and and you know now she is Jigsaw. Well, we think at the end of this movie she's going to be the replacement. Right. We don't realize that Jigsaw is going to be you know keep coming back, but we think that that's it. She's the new replacement. So, is that it for two? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Move on to three, Mad Chan. Uh, we got Saw 3, 2006, directed by Darren Lynn Bowsman, uh, written by Lee Wanell, and James Wan actually assisted with story on this one. Really? Yep. Uh, we got Jigsaw, played by Tobin Bell. Amanda Young comes back, played by Shawnee Smith. We get a return of Detective Eric Matthews by Donnie Wahlberg. This time we bring in Angus McFadden to play Jeff. I, I'm going to mispronounce this. Maybe you guys can help me. Behar Sumeka? Sumeka? She's the one that plays Lynn. She's the doctor, mm-hmm. um, and she was actually from Crash. Man, she got her big, mm-hmm. she got a big oh, start yeah, on Crash, right. and that's how she actually landed this one. And then we bring back Dinah Meyer, man, the Carrie, the female, the female cop that yeah. was working with Donnie. Yeah, I Which like is how from, this one. Uh, she's from Starship Troopers. Yes. Yep. Dude, I like how this one starts right where two left off. Yeah. Just right there, like literally two two ends. This one picks right up. I like stories that do that. Um, boy, Donnie Wahlberg breaking his foot to get out of that Oh, thing. son. He can't do that new kid dance no more. <laughs> no, man. I just, <laughs> but he did hang tough. He did hang he tough. Did. Uh, <laughs> oh, you beat me to it. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, what can I say? I had the right stuff. 
Well, step by step, we'll get through this podcast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're running out of hits, boys. Yeah, when he breaks that foot, man, I'm just like, for real? He's tough, dude. <laughs> yes, yeah. You can take on Ric Flair. Yeah, evidently. So, uh, <laughs> at, it's, it's at this point that, yeah, when he breaks that foot, I'm just like, all right, time to just suspend that disbelief. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. just roll with it. I actually got through one and two with going, maybe this could happen. We get to three and I'm you like. You didn't think that you thought Kerry Owens could cut his foot off, but Donnie wouldn't break his? Right. Yeah. Really? I would I would see. James Franco yeah. cut his arm off because he got stuck in a rock one hey, time. Hey, dude, it took 127 hours to make that decision. <laughs> that was six. All right. I just want to point that out. All right. <laughs> Some, some people are a little happier on their feet. Than 127 hours. Not one that house of 1,000. Oh my God. Did I, oh, we'll talk about that later. Okay. I about killed this dude. Violet. Uh, so. Um, <laughs> I said I thought Donnie smashing his foot to break was fun. And I thought he could do it. And you're sitting there like, bullshit, couldn't happen. Couldn't happen. Took me out of the movie. Guy with brain cancer can build all these other traps, but Donnie's never smashed. Well, you know what? That's the point I want to get to here. We find out that Jigsaw is still alive, okay? He's still yeah. hanging on. Yeah. Oh, cranky Jigsaw. In a weaker state. <laughs> yeah. Each movie, too, yeah. Um, And it's at this point, when we see more of these elaborate traps, I go, where does Jigsaw get the money for this? Does, oh, he, does he get grants? Does he, you know, does, yeah. he, does he apply for grants? You know, and he's like, I'm looking for new ways to kill people. And, uh, you know, Eli Lilly's like, yeah, we can hook up with that. Yeah, but we did find out, we do find out later on that he was a <laughs> urban prominent engineer. urban developer yeah. and he did buy that building. But you know? in three, that's not till four we find that out. But I'm just saying, we find that out, though. Like, I'm with right. you. But... but at this point in three, I'm like, is he like, did he win the lottery? <laughs> you know, when, how did he get this money? Now, having never seen this, I thought uh, seeing Jay LaRose and Betsy Russell. Okay, now this is the only good thing I'm going to say about Betsy Russell. Seeing Jay LaRose and Betsy Russell, some con regulars, was that was kind of neat. Because I've seen Jay LaRose no less than half a dozen times. Never met the man. Talked to him, but never, like, you know, did the autograph thing with the picture. He's a cool guy, but actually getting to see his performance in this movie, I was like, okay, I get it, man. Which I get one, it. Which one he he had the thing through his mouth. Oh, okay. and the, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Betsy Russell was uh, Jigsaw's wife. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Is this the one where the guy gets the pig slop dumped on him? Or is that four? Yeah, that's this one, yeah. This one, yeah. See, here's what we're talking about, where they all run together, where you're yeah, like, yeah. is that four or seven or ten Well, or and it's even or... harder because two, three, and four are all Bowsmen, and they have such a similar imprint. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so I heard uh, Bowsman, did you guys, do you remember that story he told on the movie Crypt about dumping that pig slop? The actor didn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. He's right. like, no way, not doing it. I'm, I'm too distinguished. I'm above that. He's like, don't worry, we won't do it. We won't do it. They lay him down, strap him in. He's like, dump the stuff on him. Dump the stuff. <laughs> Fuck this guy. Yeah. And he walks off and he quit. And he's like, you know what? Later we had a Guinness and we made up. So <laughs> I just love that story. What, he's they, like, what, what do they really use? It was just like colored water. Like it really it was wasn't. Nasty stuff. Yeah, it was just nasty stuff. Yeah, it wasn't even real gross stuff. Because it just looked like kind of dirty, muddy pond water or something. Exactly. Really, yeah. They were like, it was just doctored up water. It wasn't anything. And he's like, no, I'm not doing it. It's too gross. And like, dude, it's just water. It's from white water. Why are you freaking <laughs> yeah. out? Like, from Brookville Lake. Yeah. So... The dude, the dude, somebody <laughs> went to a guy who goes, what am I supposed to do? You know? Cause he's only like 26 when he's making this. And he's like, you're the director. You just got to make a decision. And so he's like, all right. Let's do it. <laughs> yes, um, how do they keep getting the pig costume in places? 
Oh, when they take the doctor from the hospital, have you ever been to a hospital? Even at three in the morning, there's fucking five hundred people working. How do they get this pig costume in these places? Tell me right now. No. That's an ugly no. ass costume with a big mask. And look, as somebody that's cosplays a few costumes that inquire, you know, require masks. Uh, I like that. He's like, I was Jason once. You, I got this. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> when I, when I put on my they live mask, yeah. I have to look out something the size of a pinhole. Right. You can't see anything. So how you have full range of motion vision, you don't have blind spots, you're on point with who you're going after, like wearing a pig head. Yeah. Like Yeah, and Brian on. Brian Bear Brian Blair makes a great pig mask. Yeah, I've seen it. And a, yeah, it's I can't awesome. I can't see anything out of it when I yeah. put it on. Can't yeah. see anything out of it. So Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well they it's must, gotta be hot. Must have been from the same money he got the grants for the traps that they <laughs> yeah. Special um, pig mask. There was one thing since I'd never seen this movie. I put I put telling a doctor that you want a divorce before she goes to work at an ER. That's kind of a shitty thing to do. Bad move. And then we come to find out later that's not even her fucking husband. He wants a divorce from his wife so they can be together. Yeah. And I'm sitting here like knowing that at the beginning, I was like, that's a shitty thing to do. How are you supposed to like save lives when you're sitting there like, damn, my whole life's over right now. Like, so I th- I thought that was a real fucked up thing to do, man. So we get you know to the end, and we find out that they're husband and wife, the doctor and the, and the guy going through all the traps. The yeah. guy going through the traps, man. Yeah, because awesome. he's like a sad dad. You know, he neglects his child, and you get to the end, like, oh wow, they're husband and wife. And I'm not the kind of guy who sits just trying to figure a movie out. I try to sit back and relax. And if there's a plot, so I give him credit for the plot twist. It got me. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean, I was like, oh, what I like to let movies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I'm not the guy. I don't. I don't like to be like Encyclopedia Brown and put my yeah. hat on. Like, all right, let's figure out how they're gonna get yeah. me with this one. No, no, no. Just sit back and enjoy the show. You know. But there's some people who can't. They're like, I called it ten minutes in. I knew it. I don't know if anybody can call the Saw films because yeah. yeah. Well, it's like over man. over half the population who saw The Sixth Sense was like, oh yeah, knew it. No, like, knew no, that. you didn't. Nobody knew. No, that. you didn't. No, everybody um, ruined it for me. <clears throat> Um, I gotta tell you, man, the pig stuff got the wifey choked up, like, and she's not a choked up type person. With the we pig were watching, slime. yeah, the pig slot. When oh man, I got the wifey choked up, and that for one, when I look over and she's choked up, I'm just like, damn, am I missing something? Like, like what's really going on here? Now, when people say choked up, I think they mean crying. Oh, like okay, I'm sorry. I mean, she was like, Ugh, like gagging, gagging, okay, gagging gotcha. like cho- okay, that's gotcha. how I think. I'm sorry. Gotcha. Yeah, like she was. <laughs> I was like, I was like, that was emotional. she was legit gagging. Like, dude. That poor slop. <laughs> She's an animal rights activist. Dude, I Get that the, man out of that slop. <laughs> I thought the shotgun shell collar was that, that was sweet, was dope, dude. Yeah, that was cool. the shotgun shell mm-hmm. collar was dope. Um, the surgery stuff was a little much for me, man. Yeah, like I'm just not a drill a hole in the skull and cut it open and. You probably don't like the open of the next one, then. Huh? Um, it was, oh, yeah. actually, yeah. I didn't have a problem with that, oh, but it was cool. that scene, because that scene seemed a little more intimate to me yeah. than the next one, because the next one, you're just like, oh, it's a autopsy, that's what happens there. You know? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think some of the surgical stuff is a little more intimate, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like, oh, she's actually cutting him to save him, and so it made it more of a delicate situation, yeah. if that makes sense. So what did everybody think about this one? Um, this was another one of the ones I really liked. Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah, it still had is the the franchise for me still carried a lot of steam uh, at this point. But I, you know, I think the heaviest moment of this whole film, that the whole third film, was uh, you know making Jeff burn his late child stuff yeah. to save that the the, the guy <laughs> in the pig slop. Like that was the heaviest moment for me because like. 
man, you're really asking a lot of this guy right here, like totally. to, to burn his kids' toys and stuff to save this guy. Me, the judge. Me personally, I found this one of the more difficult ones to watch out of the entire franchise. That it was just, uh, to me, too long. It didn't seem to have some of the same emotional punch to it that a lot of it did. Um, there were things I liked about it, but overall, this this was probably the toughest one I had, uh, like getting through it. I, where I was just like, I just wasn't that into it. It was. Okay. It was. I mean, I got it jotted down. 108 minutes. That's too long for a part Way three. Way too long for a part three. Um, yeah. Now I will say this: it has one of my favorite devices out of the entire franchise, though, with the driver that it killed his family and the twisting. Oh yeah, uh, that yeah. thing is brutal. Which the brings me brutal. to another point: does anyone ever pass out in these films? Dude, from pain? The pain, right? yeah, yeah, it doesn't right. happen. I'm thinking about this. I'm just like, up going to shock. some of these people you would think would just be like. <laughs> just <laughs> eyes roll back and and the game wouldn't be that exciting because they'd just be unconscious um yeah i don't know i just felt like like this was more of a paycheck movie and they were trying to do too much just to get the paycheck if that makes sense they didn't just phone it in but the twist became too much with with the storyline um i did like some of the setup you know for the background and and that i i get it like it did its job it's not a, a bad movie but you know, to compare them to the other films, this would probably be right up there as my least favorite. Right on. I get what you're saying, man. Like the, that, oh man, the bones snapping out. Yeah. And the thing that gets me is he's just like, wait, hold on. He just, hold on. I got, I'm almost there. The one thing that I wrote, and here's my note doesn't it stand to reason by doing all the bad things that he's becoming a killer and Jigsaw would want to? want to get rid of him in return because he's actually turning him back. He's making him make these decisions to, to kill people. You can let this person live or you can let this person die. It's your choice. But if you make bad choices to kill people instead of forgive them, wouldn't that mean that like, wouldn't that be the, jigsaw would not like you in that return? I don't know, man. Yeah. That's where this one got a little. For me, this is where I veer off on the franchise in terms of like really being, invested into it as a viewer like i still enjoy them but from a much more light-hearted you know way like i don't know how to explain it the the charm kind of left with this one for me this is really where i started to get divorced from the films as well but i actually like the story in this one better than two really story-wise yeah you know my problem with three i think more than anything are the actors they all just seem really yeah flat they were for for what they're going through they're kind of just meh yeah Whereas, you know, we've had some really colorful people in the first two films and how they handle these situations. And so, I mean, there was still some good acting in part three, but by and large, they kind of just seemed like they were, you know, just walking through it. Yeah. So we find out at the end of this movie that Jigsaw's just testing Amanda all along. This is Amanda's test, and we get game over for Amanda, Shawnee Smith. She goes down because what does she do? She turns into a killer. Yep. Just the the same thing I was saying about the other guy. Yeah. But Shawnee Smith turned into a killer. She comes in. She shoots the what? We find out later she has reasons. It doesn't matter what your reasoning is. I know. I'm just saying. But any see, and that's the, where these movies get convoluted as you go along because, yeah. like, you you think one thing about a character and then you find out well you don't know shit because Hoffman was actually in this movie, but I didn't write him down at all. Because I didn't think he was a major character. And then he goes on to be in every movie after. Mm. So, anyway. 
So I don't know, man. This is where they all start. I like this movie, but this is where they all start running together for me, man. Yes, they do. Uh, Here you go. This is where I really started getting exhausted with the franchise. It's the end of the movie, and guess what? Are you really surprised it's not a happy ending? Like, it's just... Let somebody catch a break for once. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I mean, I know they're a horror movie, but like, you know, we've got so many great horror movies where the hero or heroine gets away at the end. You know, nobody gets out alive in Saw. Nobody. And it's just like, you don't get a happy ending. And like right here, I was like, oh, good. The husband and wife die. The the child's left parentless, you know, like it's locked in some closet. Yeah, right. And I'm just like, come on. But this is where we also start to find out that this shit's happening at the same exact time as everything else. Right, right. which really got tedious for me. Yeah, right the on. timeline's very hard to follow. So should we move into four on that now? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so Saw 4, 2007, Darren Lynn Bowsman. But this starts Patrick Melton and Marcus Dunstan's run as writers. Who was also in Dunstan Checks In. Yes, he was the monkey. He was the fucking ape that yeah. checked in. I wouldn't in. Now he's, uh, he's the one they always mock his voice on the movie crypt, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jigsaw, Tobin Bell is back. Uh, where we kind of get a better look now at Agent Peter, Scott Patterson, who Peter. is the FBI agent. Uh, Lieutenant Hoffman, played by Costas Mandalore. We, and then um, Jill Betsy. Tucker, Betsy Russell. He created Mandalorian armor. Mandalorian armor. Whoa. Um, this movie starts out with naked Jigsaw penis right off the bat. Yeah. Oh, yep. Hits hey, in the face with a cop. Yep. Jigsaw wiener. Bill balls. <laughs> Do you think they made a mistake killing him this early in the franchise? Now, I think in by all... part four they thought they were they really kind of thought they were going to be up? done. Yeah. Bowsman knew he was done. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, at that point, all right, we're going to wrap a few things up and be done, and then it just continues, man. Like Bowsman, somebody had to be trying to wind this down, right? I hope so. <laughs> Especially <laughs> with the end of three, how he swallowed the tape, and we get the ta- or we find out the tape and everything, but then we go on later to find out the shit we find out about. Um, Lieutenant Hoffman. So it's like, okay, that's a backtrack because we, we go into two that's separate all, story That's lines. all this. This is where I started taking notes that it all started the continuity backtracking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Starting with four, they just started making shit up to yeah. tie the whole thing together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. They were trying to fit the narrative and whatever made that work. Yeah. yeah. For sure. I put it here, the graphic pull the body apart sequence reveals that even in death, <laughs> Jigsaw isn't done playing games. In his stomach... Bless you. We in this in his stomach. We find the tape that's been coated in. Uh, we find the tape that's been coated in wax. Here we go. New game. New game for Ooh, a guy who supplies. we find out is his buddy, is his accomplice, hates Amanda. Yeah. But yet we give him this tape because at the end, oh, fuck it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I do like the whole opening scene of. The autopsy because that man, that's, yes. that's actually, cool. dude, that was pretty they good. They did it really yeah. well. I mean, yeah. that looks about oh, as authentic he, as you can get. Oh, yeah. dude, when he rips the skull, oh, when he's ripping the, yeah, the scalp you're all off, like the, I can handle like, that. It's uh, just the intimate drilling in the last one. I think that's what got me. This was awesome, dude. I feel you guys know on all the twists because if you shock people enough times, it's not shocking, it just right. becomes exhausting. Yeah. It's like, I don't care, let's just move it along. And the next part about this one that bugged me which plays out in the next few films, is they get two guys who both look like a poor man's Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> and I couldn't I couldn't keep them separate. Kosas Mandalorian and Strom Scott and... Patterson. Yeah, Strom, yeah. 
Peter Strom and Lieutenant Hoffman, man. Both TV uh, stars. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Scott Patterson was the boyfriend that um, Elaine wouldn't use the sponge on yep. at first. Uh, and then uh, Costas was on, I don't know if you guys remember the show Picket Fences, but yes. he wasn't bad on that. He played a police officer. I can't say the same for these movies. I personally find him just so boring yeah. throughout <laughs> the Saw films. Which right. like just Costas Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. Okay. Just yeah. an absolute drag. They're both. All the people to pull through so many of the films. That's the one you go with. <laughs> right. And they both, like I said, they both look like a poor man's Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. with half the acting chops. Which is pretty bad because <laughs> I love Robert Downey Jr. Don't you talk bad about Iron Man? <laughs> Why the hell? I wait, love... wait, wait! Nope, they're not Robert Downey Jr. I picked the wrong guy. Yeah, when you said I know no, you acting chops, I, know I was like, that's a little harsh. Uh, Harry, uh, what's his name? What movie? Independence Day, pilot, copycat. Uh, Harry Connick Jr. Harry Connick Jr. Oh, Gosh, I, I, uh, <laughs> screw that up. Yeah, these guys aren't a poor man's Robert Downey Jr. They're a poor man's... shooter? Should have stabbed her. It's a poor man's Harry Connick Jr. That's who they look like. I was about to go like, Randy Quaid? (laughs) (laughs) If you just said Will and Grace, you'd have had me right there. Um, Scott Patterson, at least, was supposed to play a pretty straightforward drab role. Right. So, like, he's kind of excusable, but for the guy playing Hoffman... God, man, Costas color it up a little. Dude, At yeah. least, even if not in this film, Very once we know who you are. Guys, I'm really embarrassed that I screwed that up. No, you're all right. Don't worry about it, buddy. <laughs> we'll edit that out. People don't forget. Why the I'm hell is Donnie me. Wahlberg still alive? Great question. I don't know, but his exit is badass. Wait, I give you that, wait, Is this the one? Is this is this the film where the we see... Box. Yeah, yeah, but is this the one where we see him crawling down the hall? Is this three or four where we see him crawling down the hallway... And Amanda like kicks him in his yeah. broken that, foot. Isn't that the beginning Ooh. of three? That's 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 is that three or four? I can't okay. remember. That's the beginning that. of this one. See, they, that's, that's, they how they, that's how they tell you he's still alive. Gotcha. That's our introduction. You Instead see him, of like, you no, 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 no. Yeah, it's the beginning up. of three. Because the beginning of four is the autopsy. Yeah. The beginning of three. No, is not the very beginning. It's the beginning of. The beginning of three picks up, opens with him. That's the only reason I remember. Right, right. It's in one of the damn films. Right. I was going to say, guys, I'm just going to say Some that answers. this is not worth wasting time on. <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> look, Donnie Wahlberg's still alive. Um, he's he's strapped up. There's another guy in the room. And Agent Peter Patterson. No, <laughs> Agent <laughs> Peter Patterson. My, my new stage name, Peter Patterson. <laughs> there we go. Uh, a, uh, Pat, anyway, Pat the Peter. agent, Scott Patterson, is strapped to a fucking chair. And if the ice block melts, then Patterson's going to get electrocuted, Donnie's going to get hung, and this guy, who we don't know until more than halfway through the movie, is actually going to, they're all three going to get out alive. Wait, no, it's all not It's not Agent Strom in the chair getting electrocuted, it's Constance Mandalore. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, yeah. he's yeah. controlling the game from the inside. See, right. that's what, much. What's funny is, oh you know what, God. they both look like Harry Connick. Yeah, that's, that's why you don't know. I whispered your name. Here's the thing, <laughs> is that... I think that us trying to remember this stuff incorrectly is going to be more entertaining than the rest of these Dude, films, I just for the record. I'm getting a headache trying to figure it out. I just watched this yesterday, and I have notes, and I still yeah. can't say it right. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this. I thought that the storytelling was more entertaining than this one, with the nonlinear kind of puzzle solving with that. Like, I at least found myself more engaged than I did in part three. Um I, I, like I said, the head smash was badass. I yeah. like the late tie-in with the guy from part three that we yeah. don't see till like 80 minutes into the film. Right. Which um, I didn't take accurate enough notes, but I'm pretty sure it really doesn't add up on film. 
Like one doesn't the the story that he they run into each other at the same time. Uh, the continuity know. just isn't there for me. But I probably didn't care enough to pay close enough <laughs> attention. But I think um, the thing that got me with this one was uh, we get to find out why a little more into Jigsaw with the killing of his baby. Yeah. Um, which we later find out is by Amanda's boyfriend, but that's she's, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, we find that the, out two more episodes. I know because yeah. they just keep digging this hole deeper. Right, man, but anyway, like fit. I, yeah. I thought that was kind of yeah. neat because now we know we we know what's up. We know kind of why he is, and then he ends up getting the brain the brain cancer. So I mean, we get you get a little more insight, but they just want to keep Betsy Russell in this fucking series for some reason. Yeah, she's she's she, absolutely she lived her shit. Welcome. Because they spend two episodes of episodes. They spend two movies trying to convince us that she has nothing to do with Jigsaw for later on to the, for her to be like, no. I have everything to I'm do with I'm in it. this, son. Yeah. You know, and it just fucking pissed me off. I'm done with this shit. Quartering the guy was cool. Is you like guys this. would have not enjoyed old radio. <laughs> is, it, is it three or four? Because I want to bring this up because I think this is I like fantastic. cereals, Ryan. And I cannot remember if this is three or four uh, where they do the uh, transitions between scenes. Like they throw somebody through a mirror, and and it breaks to the next That's scene. It is one. this one. Is yeah. this? Is it four? Yeah. Those were incredible. Yeah, yeah. That was so cool. I, yeah, I enjoyed the storytelling the way yeah. they did that. Like the um, way they they sweep from one scene to another instead of just cutting to it. Mm-hmm. Like the way they transition it. Man, that was awesome. Yeah. I really dug that. Uh, totally the highlight of this film for sure. Yeah, it was pretty brilliant the way they put those together. Those transitions. I don't know. I thought the we popping are. of Donnie's head with the two ice blocks was badass. Badass part of this film. Uh, we also find out that uh, Jigsaw is a member of the Tea Party because he says, <laughs> <laughs> "He says you can't help these people." And I said, "What do you mean by you people?" <laughs> so, yeah, so we find out that actually he just doesn't like. And anybody. in this film, we find out that all the fucking previous films, besides one, were all taking place at the same time. Yeah. Because the doctor, the shit that's going on with Patterson and this film, the doctor. I will say this. It's ridiculous, but it at least pulls the ridiculous down a little bit for him to map out all this stuff to happen at one time instead of what at times when you're watching it, it feels like he's planned out people's fate six months in advance. Right. So, but I it mean, all takes place in like yeah, a couple weeks. It at least gives us, gives us a reason to destroy more people. Ridiculous, but yeah. here's my final note on this one. By the end of part four, I felt like I should give up. They're just going to keep Sunday. adding people until everything makes sense and we can buy the story that they've set forth in front of us. That sounds about right. That's my final note for four was they're just going to keep doing this until I go, okay, you win. He was there. Even though nobody ever saw him, he was there. Right. And the fact that Jigsaw is fucking dead and he's still alive. Oh my god. That's a bold move to kill your your antagonist off, you know. Like like not like Freddy or Jason kill him off like you killed him. We saw the autopsy. Like that's what you did. Yeah. And you're going to move forward with with these crazy plot lines and timelines and have the main guy be dead. I'm glad you brought up not like Freddy or Jason because I also want to point out that there's probably some 20-year-olds sitting around right now saying, you old idiots. <laughs> Don't you realize that the Freddy movies did the same thing? Mm-hmm. They kept adding backstory to yeah. make it all tie in together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, okay, yes, they did that. But there was a reason that they did that. Because Freddy was fucking awesome. Here's the thing. Freddy was Robert England in, and it was in, awesome. In comparison, you have, to, you have to suspend a little disbelief for Friday the 13th or, or Nightmare because you have to believe in a dream demon right. or, or a, a drowning zombie. Like, 
these are set in very real reality. What are you like, trying to tell me right now? <laughs> it's it's hey man. It's not it's it's real. Don't let it go. <laughs> you need to speak up when you're talking to my mic, son. Yeah. No, for what you say. Oh, he was, he was pretending. Like <laughs> I he was, was pretending to whisper. Right, right, it's like that guy uh, at the wrestling show. He's like, it's still real to me, damn it. It's still real, <laughs> it's still real to us. I, I'm a part of that on Facebook. It's still real to us. <laughs> Uh, so we are just coming in at the hour mark. And, oh, my uh, God. <laughs> <laughs> three more films. I want to propose that these. we just speed through yes. the last three. Just your okay, thoughts on them. Let me get there. Lightning round. <laughs> shit, shit, shit. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, thank you. If listeners really want to hear more from us on these last three films, if you got we'll, to buy us. Hey, right yeah, in, dude. We'll, right in. Then find us at a convention. We'll make fun of them in person. Yeah, dude. Yeah. We will tell you We'll shatter much. your hopes and dreams. <laughs> we'll sit at the we bar will... and go over it. <laughs> oh, yeah. you got to buy the drinks. Okay. Saw 5, 2008, David Hackle, and another from <laughs> Hackle. Is that how you pronounce it? Hackle? Yeah. H-A-C-K-L? Hackle. Hackle? Anyway, Patrick Melton and Marcus Dunstan back. We have Tobin Bell. Who's dead? Two movies now. Two movies now. Tobin Bell, Costas Mandalore, Lieutenant Hoffman, Agent Strom, Scott Patterson, Jill, Betsy Russell, but we bring in two of my favorites, Luba, which was Megan Good, and Britt, who was played by Julie Benz. This one had some redeeming qualities. It really, no, no, it really does. Like at the end of this, the twist was we all have to work together. And they figure that out. And I really enjoyed that. He wanted them all to get in there. He said, go against everything you know, and that's how you'll survive these. And what did they do? Kill people off one at a time in each room. Yeah. And somebody's fucked. I love this. I was going to ask you because I watched this one just, I mean, four four or five nights ago. And I still have to go like, what the hell happened in part five? But, okay, so this is the one where the multiple people are in a room together and they have to find a way to get out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. There was a pendulum at the beginning where we find out that (laughs) Agent Hoffman had a sister. His sister was was dating a guy. His sister was dating a guy who ended up killing her and went to prison. Got out early from his early prison sentence. Hoffman, Jigsaw style, kills the guy. Pins it on Jigsaw. And then Jigsaw... Captures this is Hoffman. the worst lightning round ever. I'm sorry. <laughs> you got to explain. Jigsaw captures Hoffman and makes Hoffman aware that he's doing it wrong. And had we explains how he brings him into the lifestyle. Right, because when we see that, we think that Jigsaw was actually a liar because he told the guy he'd survive if he did mm-hmm. this, and then he kills yeah. him. Right. Then we find out, oh, it's not the real Jigsaw. Right. Then we find out Jigsaw's apprentice, and we get that ridiculous, convoluted backstory that Mad Chan just told us. And then I just go, is this real life? Yeah, <laughs> there's a few things in this yeah. film. I can't believe that Strom's the only fucking person that suspects Hoffman at this point. I can't believe that. Scott Patterson's the only one who <laughs> suspects Costas Mandalore at this point, and I can't believe that. With all these fucking cops, they're supposed to be cops. They're supposed to be FBI agents, and nobody else can see it but him. That fucking pissed me off because it turns the whole Saul series. You have to agree with this, and I'll get through this real quick. Is that this goes from a torture device into <laughs> this goes from a torture device into a, a a really good cop film into a really good cop drama. A really good one. Well, yeah. I'll t- honestly, maybe a cop drama. Well, no, no. If you watch <laughs> if you watch them all together, back to back in succession, you can see why these storylines are important to one another, and it gets really good. 
Whatever. I'm gonna. <laughs> Fuck you, guys. This is coming right I'm off the hip home. here. The best part about this movie is the end, and that's it. I found it just not interesting at all. I agree. Um, I agree. The characters in the room together <clears throat> that are supposed to work together. I don't care about a single one of them. None I, of them. I do give you that. None of them are entertaining, even as actors. Like the I whole care. movie is. It should have been called Saw Five Snooze. Like, cause I just <laughs> I, there's nothing from it except the end. The end was cool. Like with the you know the coffin or whatever you would call it going down. Yeah. Okay. And I, the room crushing and that's impressive. It's scary. It goes along with creepy, the idea yeah. that they have from the film. But other than that. Felt like a reason yeah. to just make traps and yeah. make another film. Yeah, it's like, like, like oh, out. now we know that a lot of people are just coming because they're like, oh, look, it's a cool kill. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, I started to lose real interest with this one, and I felt like they were pissing on the legacy. Like, do we really believe that these people were put in a room by Jigsaw, however long after his death, and somehow he really had beef with them? Yeah. Now, you see, know. I'll just say this. I This is the opportunity I think they had to go from a memorable franchise to something special, is if they would have switched out Costas Mandalore with a different actor and made a memorable character with somebody that okay. worked with him and completely elevated the, the whole idea of this franchise. Okay. To me, he is the deciding factor in all of these films. He is yeah. absolutely n- not fun to watch. He's, no. he's not good in the movies. He's uninteresting. And I just feel like if they would have had, and I don't mean to say like another Freddy Krueger or Jason or something, but just somebody of, of of some kind of on-screen charm as a villain that really could have catapulted all of this. And so, we may not have been done on the seventh film if they would have had somebody that was working with him, because then you can really just keep doing whatever you want. But they put this guy in here that is just boring as hell, and and. Yeah. Uh, at that point, it's now a chore for the viewers. They're just going to finish. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, they're not that. excited like they were with the first three or four films. Yeah. And that's my big complaint with that's, it, yeah. is him. That's and literally that's, why I was going the last few films was to just be like, is this the one where they wrap it up? Is yeah. this the one where they wrap yeah. it up? Because every time you see Constance Mandalore, it looks like he just smelled a stale fart. Oh, Julie yeah. Benz, I love you, baby. Just no, no range, <laughs> no nothing on this character. He just always looks like, I don't know, he'd rather be filing his taxes or something. Just I cried when they it. killed you off on Dexter. Oh boy, I loved when they killed her on Dexter. Shut up. Spoilers, I haven't watched it. <laughs> that's, that's what we do on this show. That's another we reason. Spoil that's shit. another reason I watched this. I was like, please kill Julie Benz again. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. But that ending. That's... Saw six, two thousand nine. Right. <laughs> Kevin Grewert, Patrick Melton, and Marcus Dunstan, Tobin Bell back as Jake Saw, Constance Mandalore, Mark Ralston as Erickson, Jill Betsy Russell's back as Jill. Guess who comes back? Shawnee Smith. My favorite character. The whole series pops up in this one. Yeah. Darius McCrary, baby. Dave. That's right. <laughs> well, that's all we got to say for Saw 6. No. <laughs> this is the one where they take on the whole healthcare issue. Yeah. yeah this yeah, is the yeah. one where they really get pseudo-political with the, the movie itself. You know? Right. Right. Um, so... You get that weird, like, torture porn intro that has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. They bring that back again in seven. Wait, what, what, what's the opening on this one? I don't remember. The, the... the guy that can't see and the guy that can't no. talk? No, that no. happened already. Oh, okay. This is the one with the fat guy, the fat guy and the lady in two opposite rooms, and whoever gives more gives more of their, ah, gives yes, more of their yes. flesh yep. 
gets out right. alive, yep. and this dude starts cutting his fat gut off, and this chick hacks her arm. Okay, off. so yeah. then it was the one before that—the guy that can't see and the yeah. guy that can't talk—and he opens his mouth and it rips it all open. Again, it has nothing to do with any of the storyline. Nothing. Well, sorta, because that that guy was the lawyer uh, for somebody else, and he's the one that fuck it, I don't yeah. whatever. They, he, it, it all fits. But this does. somehow. What about these? What about this one? With people hacking off to weigh in. They must have just worked at the insurance company. Yeah. No, a bank. It was a bank because they gave loans to people they knew couldn't pay it back. Right. Yeah. It, it, Jigsaw must but have But it doesn't fit a, in the bigger story. Well, it does because Jigsaw took out a loan for check into cash to get all these fucking traps made. <laughs> and with the five thousand. You need a few dollars till you paid it. <laughs> <laughs> and with all this compounding interest, he couldn't pay it back, you know? That's got to be how it works. I, I put right on here, at, I want to point out at this point, watching these films straight through, I was fucking bummed. I was so down right now that I literally, after this, I went and shot guns and went to the horse track and, like, ate, ate hot dogs. Do. No, literally, like, I was done, dude. Yeah. Like, I tried to do everything to cheer myself up as if I was a five-year-old child. Like, these films <laughs> bummed me out, bro. Yeah. I had to say that. Um, it's become less saw, more fear factor at this point. Oh, and I totally. really feel oh, yeah. that, man. Like... It, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't about the good storylines and everything I, I loved from the first two films, even. <laughs> that shit was gone. And how am I supposed to get mad when it's an insurance asshole getting killed? Right? Yeah. A guy who's fucking people over, and they show us him fucking people over all movie. I'm, I'm not trying to be harsh, but how are you supposed to get mad at this guy when this guy's making these decisions? Best part of this movie was the end, hands down. I did like the Ferris wheel, though. That thing was cool. That was pretty dope. With the shotgun? That was pretty dope. That, I do give you credit. That <laughs> Eddie was, Winslow uh, got shot. Oh, dude, when they killed Darius McCrary, <laughs> I was done. Stood yeah. up and went and you took Carl Winslow's boy. <laughs> yeah, that, well, I like to because then everybody started showing their true colors. You know what I mean? So, right. As if you thought there would be a doubt. Uh, the only other thing of note in this film is that we find out that Amanda was with Cecil, the, her boyfriend. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah, but. Uh, who cares? <laughs> See, I, I put a note in here. Damn it. I'm over the fucking wife already. There are entirely too many people who are doing the killing. There's no way they could have kept this a secret for this long. If you tell any four people at all that you killed somebody, tomorrow you will be arrested. Nobody. I don't know four people that could keep their fucking mouth shut that well yeah. to keep carrying this out and doing this. There's just no way. It, it doesn't matter if they're your closest confidant or not. And there's just too many people. That's when it becomes way too convoluted. Three people was enough, but knowing that Betsy Russell was in on it now at this yeah. point, like, there's no fucking way that your precise plans could have been carried out by that many people. Professor, anything you want to say? Seriously. I might surprise you guys on this. This was one of my ones I enjoyed more. I All right, I'll leave. I'll quit. I, I can understand why, though. I got, I got you on um, why. Well, just because I feel like they picked some different angles and, mm -hmm. and gave it at least a little breath of life to it in terms of viewers can relate viewers know about predatory lenders scumbag insurance companies there's something that can fuel for what the viewers watching they were and trying I, to relate yeah. yeah and i thought um the effects were good in this except for one thing the cg amputated arm yes was absolutely like astoundingly laughable yes. like you could see it wiggling the cg while while she's not moving her arm, yeah. she's holding. Totally, it you looks like cartoon. They... She's in the hospital bed and she's got. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. With The white. No, you can actually see it moving right. like animation. I mean, it just looked so bad. Um, I I liked the defiltering scene 
with the voice in there. I thought that was entertaining. Um, nothing that original, but just something different, something inter- for entertainment's uh, sake. I like the pound of flesh. Yeah, iconically for cool. for yeah. predatory lenders, it kind of ties in with that. Um, the challenges were interesting enough. I mean, at this point, for a part six, it's not bad. See, this it's, is it's not a good movie, but it's I better than the last. Two. Yeah, yeah. See, this it, was one when I sat I'll with the wife. Yeah. Um, there were certain things that I called in this film. Like I couldn't. Call, I'm not saying I called the end. I'm just saying there were certain things that I did call, and the um, the mother son was one of them. Mm-hmm. You can ask the wife. I called that. I was just like, right on. These people aren't who we think they are. I didn't know exactly who, but I did. I when you saw the guy, it was like, okay, that's great. Um, like you said, the uh, the voice when they were doing the voice thing, mm-hmm. and you and I often kind of disagree, agree on things on this show. I think that's one of the fun things about it. But there is no way in hell that they suspect this guy of being a jigsaw accomplice, and he goes into an FBI fucking office. Goes into the basement, kills three people, comes back and burns it to the ground. That's just the one thing I could not suspend. Well, at no, this I, point, yeah, like, not about it, well, reality. I know, but I'm just saying at this point, if if they would have suspected him when he got there, there'd have been a line of fucking people waiting outside. <clears throat> right. I got cousins, bro. Well, they didn't they, suspect him, <laughs> did they? Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's what came across is they were sitting there like they uh, were waiting. That's uh, why they kept. I guess I wasn't that invested in. I just well, I, I like were, watching him. I got you put together that they're making progress while he's in the room. Well, see, and that's and for entertainment the break sake, is when they talk about the fingerprints. See, I took it the other way is that they had him, they were waiting for that last piece of evidence to go, okay, we fucking got you, come right. with us while we do the voice. Right. They were waiting for that last piece of evidence, that's why they kept grilling him. But this happened, and then this happened, and he's starting to sweat, and then all of a sudden his voice comes out, she's like, we got a match, and he flips. Right. So I took it the other way. So I got you, though. Anyway, boom, boom. The, the sun pulling the lever, the acid, ow, killed it. Loved it. Okay. That was pretty dope. Dope. Seven. Oh, I didn't God. watch it. This was, this was shit. So, I got a question. If you got Saw 7, why do you call it Saw 3D? Yeah! First off, the name. Oh, my God. For, yeah, let's not forget. Jaws was 3D. Friday was 3D. And guess what? They were all part three. Right. This is part seven. <laughs> it should be seventy. It's all three D. The final chapter, part seven. Two thousand ten. Director Kevin Garuba again. <laughs> Patrick Melton and Marcus Dunstan. Tobin Bell is back as Jigsaw. Costas Mandalore is back as Hoffman. Betsy Russell's back as Jill. Carrie Elwes is back in this fucking film. And now we got Sean Patrick Flannery. Yeah. I was checked out on this one, guys. You know, <laughs> anytime a conversation starts, like people are gonna stop listening to the show because of you, because they're just like Robert's gonna be like guys, and that's it. They're just like he's done. Uh, <laughs> if you notice, man. even we're running out of steam. On you know, I, I didn't watch it. So. I love Sean. Well, part of it. I love Sean Patrick Flannery and Boondock Saints Part One and Powder. No. <laughs> and then I realized that he's not good at anything else. Oh, or you've never seen any of his uh, Lifetime movies of the week. Again, he's not good. <laughs> so, yeah, there's Sean Patrick Flannery. But we find out that he says that he had, is a, a jigsaw survivor and he is making big money and he's a motivational speaker and yeah. he's like trying to help people. Then we find out he's a fake. Oh, did we find that out or did we just not remember him from the other movies? I was like, Sean Patrick Flannery? Yeah, yeah. Was in all the thing. movies before? 
No. He a liar. <laughs> he lied. He, he lied. lied. Um, so that, and then Carrie Elwes shows up as the creepy one-legged guy. <laughs> Love me like, some Carrie Elwes. He's like, very well done. No, really. Thank you. Noticeably a lot heavier, too. Like, you're like, <laughs> dang, this dude went on some, like, some, some McDonald's kick after he got saved. Like, hey, you know what? You get your leg cut off, you're like, yeah. you know what? I'm just gonna eat whatever I want. <laughs> I ain't walking no more. <laughs> I'll like, eat cheeseburgers. I like, ain't been on the treadmill. I'll uh, 10 pounds from the knee down. I'm gonna put that back on somewhere else. <laughs> chin, motherfucker. Um, chin. <laughs> This movie is garbage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. The plot yes. the plot is a disjointed mess. It it doesn't even yeah. it honestly doesn't even feel like a song movie. I it just it's like a circus for the gimmick of three D. Um I, I don't care about the fake survivor. He's not interesting. He's no. his performance is just like even just for a popcorn movie, it's like good God, I I don't care about this guy. Um it, there was a couple of effects things that I liked, and that's it for this movie. The hooks in the chest with pulling himself up was done well. That's mm-hmm. tough to watch. Yeah. And then Jigsaw's wife was a whoa moment. Whoa. What, with, what, with what happens with Jigsaw's wife? Wait, here's, here's what you're getting at is a good point. Because we saw this uh, same trap in part one. We saw we this. See this yeah, we don't. <laughs> We see this trap in we part one. We saw it, bro. We, we see this you. trap in part one where Shawnee Smith lives through it. We see this later with Constance Mandalore. It's put on him by Betsy Russell. And then we finally see it put on Betsy Russell, and it's finally used yeah, finally to its potential. To see it put to use. Yeah, yeah. And because recent, every time else it's been beat. It, the, I would say the movie's worth watching for that. If you've watched all these other films and you haven't got to see that contraption go off properly, oh, it's, bad. it's worth it's, it to ugh. pay off with hers. Because, I mean, it is a, just... Obliterated. It's and awesome. it, it looks great. Um, Have you seen it up close? It looks badass. Dude. What do you What do you mean? Like conventions. What when they bring those around? Close, the, 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 contraption. Oh, the contraption. Yeah, dude, it's no. badass up close, man. But but it's worth mm-hmm. watching it for that. But that's about it. I, the carry always thing is absolutely ridiculous. What I What's know. the angle on why he would help him? I don't even remember. It's like, yeah, man, you just destroyed my life. Sure. Took Give my me foot. your number. I'm in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Call me maybe. But yeah, that's really all I have to really it's like it's fun for a callback and you know, kind of bringing the franchise all the way from the beginning with the character and all that. It's it's idiotic but entertaining. But <laughs> that's going on the box. Yeah, it's just like, it should be on the back of our next shirt. That's pretty, much, that's pretty much all I have to say about the movie. There's really not much else to it. It's not very good. Midwest Monsters Podcast. Idiotic yet entertaining. <laughs> Established 2000 and whatever. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Professor. I am right there with you. Everything you just said couldn't be more true. And this one has another dumb intro that has nothing to do. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, nothing. Is this the, was Six the one with the boy, the two boys and the girlfriend? That's seven. seven. That's seven. That's yeah. this one? Yeah. Where it's yeah, in okay. a pump, like, it's like mannequin. They're in like a, yeah, they're what? in like a live um, I couldn't remember which one that was in. Yeah. What the hell does that have to do with anything? Nothing. Know, nothing. They Those people weren't it. intertwined with anything. Right. It's again. It was. It's like we were talking about earlier. To fit the narrative of the story, people want to see traps, but those people really had nothing to do with Jigsaw, other than like this girl's been playing both of you guys. You know, you better get even with her. Like, yeah. what the hell does that have to do with anything? I hate people. Oh, Kidoki. <laughs> This film okay. gave me diabetes. I've got nothing left to say about this film or this franchise. We have sold them. We, See, we did exactly what, what, what we were talking about. They hit a home run on the first one. By the last one, we're like, 
bunt. No, here's the thing. That, <laughs> you like, wrote that yeah. joke. I brought that up. I, I really anyway, didn't. seriously, like, at what point do you think that each one of these films, like, they were like, we got to make five. We got to make six. We got to make seven. Because we know that two was greenlit opening weekend of one. I think before November of each year, they've already said, start getting ready. We're doing another. I think that the opening weekend was so monumental for these that they immediately were ready to pump out another. I, I got to agree, man, because I don't know, man. It just, this is that prime example of we did it good for a while and we just got to keep going. You know, let's just drain the well. And after they drained the well, because nobody had anything good to say about seven, they drained no. the well. I can still find good shit to say about Freddy's Dead. Uh, Freddy versus... No, no, you can't. <laughs> no, you can find... We, we discovered... Come on, we man. Rachel Talalay. Come on, man. No, but what I'm saying is you can still find good shit to say about that. You can still you find mean. good shit to say about Jason Goes to Hell. Mm -hmm. Like, you can still at least find those things, but we're sitting here struggling through this one. And there's other franchises by Jaws 4, The Revenge. We were like, what the hell? They're down to, you know, like... Yeah. When you drain the well, you get it. They got a few more movies, and that's kind of cool. Good for you, but man, like it's you ran it into the ground. Would you go see another Saw movie? No, no, no. I quit going to the theater by I think part four. Right on. This is a question I have for you guys. Even Actually, it, well, go ahead. This is a two-parter, and this is a really good question oh, for everybody at the table. First off, what number of the series one through seven do you feel they should have ended it? One and <laughs> and secondly, and secondly, if you woke up tomorrow morning in a jigsaw trap, what would be his reasoning for putting you there? Why do you think he would be judging you? Okay, so that's a good question. So I'm going to answer your about. first question. I'm going to answer your second question first. None of your damn business. And um, <laughs> I, I think when Bowsman ended, they should have ended it. When they killed Jigsaw. They could have just hung it up and been like, hey, we're done. Yeah. Because I really did. I legit liked everything that Bowsman did. Not to take anything away from this other guy. And I did. I see the merit in some of part six. But that's where I think they should have just been done, man. I like Bowsman's. Yeah. Well, I was done after one. Legit? <laughs> like, you, you didn't find anything redeeming about two? Oh, three? two is great. I think I, after I three or like four, no. that would be where I'd say call it. But... No. So, uh, Mr. Preacher Man. You wake up in a saw trap. Why are you there? <laughs> Probably because of guns. <laughs> yeah, but you, you've never shot anybody. You've never threatened anybody. True. You've acquired all those guns legally. Oh, we've run out of time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mr. Yeah, but Jigsaw's real liberal, man. He's professor. Yeah. Um, I think they should have cut it off when they did. I mean, they made their money. I, I totally get what it is. And it, it's just fluff to me. Like, I, there's reasons to enjoy some of the sequels, but not consistently. Right. Um, but, you know, I applaud a, a group of people for being so consistent with putting something out that fans could go enjoy, whether we all at this table enjoy them or not. The fact is they gave people that like something it regularly, and they tried different things with it. It wasn't always just a cash grab. They're not really my cup of tea, but I totally get why they went where they did. I mean, for me, part one is the only real legit, like I would include in some lists for different categories. Oh, right yeah. um, but I, but that's not to completely discredit some of the sequels because I'd be lying if I said I didn't have fun with a couple. Right. Of them, so, but yeah, I mean, I it really, it kind of, I think 
they did what they should have, which is when one finally didn't go as soaring and as great as they wanted. Peace out. Favorite trap? Chris? I'll just throw mine out because I know it right off the bat. It's the one I mentioned earlier with the yeah. twisting limbs. That thing is ridiculous. It's so brutal to watch. Either the shotgun collar that the doctor wears. Shotgun collar is awesome. Four. Or no, three. Or um, in five, where they have to, the very end of Julie Benz, where they've got to like get enough of their blood oh, out. Yeah. Yes. And they're brutal. sawing down their arm. That was, that was yeah. pretty rough. That was pretty rough. Yeah. yeah. The rest. Yeah. Bones. I, my favorite is the, the, the shotgun collar because it's linked to his heart rate monitor. Mm-hmm. So if he dies, she dies. So she has yeah. every reason in the world to be vested in his survival. And I love that it's not one shotgun shell. Yeah, yeah it's like nine. Which is clearly going to do the job. <laughs> yeah. you know? Even if it's bird shot. Right, yeah. You got a winner. You know yeah. I mean? But the last thing I just want to say, and it's kind of to echo what you said earlier, which is I, I wish there would have been at least a little bit more pep positive, like survivor something. It, it, become, it became... Uh, too dark at times. Um, it, it needed and one a guy's bit not of that good. Yeah, and I like, as you guys know, mean spirited horror. Oh yeah. But when, when we've got seven movies, man, give people a chance to take a break from it. Like, let them see just a pleasant ending. You can still come back to the storyline in the next movie. That that's really my only thing with it is I wish that they would have not went so dark and stayed there the entire series. Right. That's why it's not something you, you want to turn around and pop on next right, week right. and just keep watching them like you would with, with a Friday the 13th. You're going to yeah. have moments to just have fun and laugh and other things with it. This is brutal, man, from yeah, start dude, to and, finish. And you brought that up earlier, and watching these things six in a row, like I couldn't bring myself to watch the seventh one. It took a lot yeah. for me to get back into it. And, Professor, you'll get this when I say it. I don't know if, if you guys watched it. It's the uh, it's the prison break of horror movies. Yeah, <laughs> so prison break. Like every time at the end, they're like, "We found a way out." Oh, but now we can't. Yeah, <laughs> it was every it's time. Jackson. It was just like I guess, always I mean, something. Maybe that says something about this generation of viewers that they keep lining up to come in and and be sad and, and feel hopeless, dark, hopeless things. I mean, who knows? I don't know. But that's all I have to say on the films. I, would you well, rec- Would you recommend it to viewers? Part one. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd say one through four, yeah. Yeah, I'd cool. say yeah, one through four as well. Oh, I mean, six has merits, guys. Just <laughs> but if you're gonna I, watch I like one the, four, I like the, mes- the rest. Yeah, yeah, I like the message that they give you in six about the about the industry, and I like that. So yeah, definitely. I mean, definitely check out the Saw movies. And guys, um, we were talking about this and talking about watch this one, watch that one, don't watch the other one. Here's where I'm going with this. Okay. All right. Here's where I'm going with this. We're all paranormal we're activity. All paranormal activity is another one of those long, drawn out series that you have no interest in seeing. So, folks, if you want to see us do the paranormal activity movies, we're gonna need you to write in. Paranormal activity is way better than Saw. We're gonna need what? you. What? To... <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. We're bringing Rybones back. Oh, from... ah, here we go. So here's what? what, folks. If you want to hear, you want to hear our thoughts on the paranormal activity, or any other movies for that matter, uh, join us on Facebook and leave us your comments or hit us up on Twitter. Facebook is www.facebook.com backslash Midwest Monsters Podcast or Facebook is uh, Midwest Mon Pod. I think you got those backwards. 
No, it's it's Midwest Mod Potter. Just um, type us in them Twitter. search bars on at any Midwest, platform. That's what, that's what uh, yeah. Twitter is mid, at Midwest Mod Pod. Yep. And let us know what you think and let us know what you want to see. Go to SG. Go to I'm going to punch you in the dick. All right, guys. But for real, hit us up on social media and check out the website, www.midwestmonsterspodcast.net. And I uh, would look to hear from you soon. All right, that was the Saw franchise. We are the Midwest Monsters. I am one of your hosts, Grizzly Abner, joined by Mad Chan, Professor Wagstaff, <laughs> and our good host, Rye Bones. Thanks for having All me, guys. All right, glad to have you as usual. Stay scary, my friends.